set the tone. Yeah, let, let the white f- man go first. I'm a follower, yeah, like not a leader. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Right. Okay, here we go. Hi, and welcome to the episode seven, I think, of Hostile Reconnaissance. Uh, I'm Marcus. I'm Sonny. And uh, right, we've got an interesting one today. I think this could cause a few arguments, today's episode. Um, yeah. Yeah, how have you how have you found it? Like the well, before we kind of reveal what it's going to be, how, how have okay. you found um, your research and getting ready for this episode? Initially, I thought it was going to be really difficult, and then as I started, I had a moment of what alcoholics call a moment of clarity, and I've got such an obvious, clear answer that it almost renders this podcast a bit redundant. I could answer this question in two minutes. Well, shall I just jibber on for a little bit longer, and then we'll, we'll kind of build some suspense, and then and then maybe and yeah, maybe you just yeah. like drop it, and then we'll you know move on to the next question. Well, We're so, move on to the next one. I've sold the riddle of hip. I have such a clear and obvious answer to this question that it almost boggles the mind how we thought this was a tricky question, or how I even thought it was a tricky question for days on end. It's Keith Murray again, isn't it? <laughs> As you guess, no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I bet it involves an LL Cool J track, though. So, anyway, um, <laughs> it probably does actually. Yeah. <laughs> I have so, to right, so that, the top- yeah. <laughs> our topic for today is um, who is the most consistent hip hop artist? Most consistent <laughs> hip hop artist. Now, yes, I mean, uh, I'll be honest. I found this quite difficult because I, I read about 15 different ways of thinking about the most consistent. Yes. So I, go for it. So one. So you know, I'm thinking like people like the Fat Boys. You know, old old school kind of hip hop stuff. They would. Gen- very very consistent I mean it was poor but it was consistent um, <laughs> consistently kind of get- poor yes. yeah <laughs> well played. and then you've got well and, then, and then you and then you've got people like um, you got people like I don't know like who are like middle who consistent in terms of the sound and you know you get you get their album and it's sort of like a 7 out of 10 every time you know we talked about James Milner didn't we before of that <laughs> yeah. you get you James Milner he's always going to put in 7 out of 10 performance you're never really going to get any 10s but you're never going to get any 5s or 4s either yeah. it's just like middle of the road not really that interesting but you know really really consistent yeah. and you, you know if you spend your 9 pounds at HMV or whatever um does HMV still exist? I have yeah, no idea. Just about, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. I've not been in a town centre for God, about four years. Someone said there's a pandemic going on, but I have no idea what they're talking about. Anyway, um, yeah. So like, there's, there's people like the, the kind of the James Milners, um, and I'm, I'm trying to think of some examples of like people who are just middle of the road. Um, and I, I feel like if I pick anyone, it's just really mean. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not. I can't. I can't bring myself to. Um, and then you've got people who are just like consistently brilliant. But I think that. But that one is is. Re- oh, I found that really difficult because there are so many people who are just brilliant but have one aberration. And oh, anyway, before we kind of talk about who it, who we've got on our list, mm. so I think we kind of got to this question because I saw something on Twitter. I can't remember mm-hmm. who it was. Um, and they were saying about what's the best five album run of yeah, all time. That was, that was a tough uh, question. That's a tough question. Yeah, yeah. It is. I mean, yeah. it's, it almost isn't a tough question. It's probably the easiest question in, in the world, apart from the love movement, because it ruined the <laughs> tribe's 
you know, it really tribes kind of catalogue, didn't it? You know what? I listened back to it. Again. No, it's not bad, is it? It's actually not bad. Because when you go into it thinking this is going to really like hurt my feelings, and but listening to it then back in like 97 96 was it yes yeah, it was like because like, yeah. like, eh. that was a you know hip-hop was hot right then right hip-hop was like i mean that's the 96 was the year of fuji score so that it was 98 was, it was september 98, 98. but 98 yeah. was a dmx year wasn't it we had two billboard yeah. number ones and, and it was a uh, rough riders and all that def jam takeover <laughs> yeah that takeover you know raucous uh, kind of started raucous. to hit so yeah 98 so at that point you would have hoped for more from them right but now when you listen back to it in the context of you know mumble rap it it sounds fine it's solid like it's not offensive it's not bad it's It's aged well isn't it I think it's 3 out of 5 it's fine it's not bad yeah but then if we're talking about consistently consistently great you know you put it up against you know people in instinctive travels you put it against low end theory you oh, put it up against oh, midnight that's, marauders that's the problem isn't you it even, even stick it up against the you know we got it from here yeah it, it doesn't compare we can you remember it was about it must have been about three or four years ago we had a, a chat and I put an idea to you and I'm going to ruin it now um, on. <laughs> but the idea of in, from geography from geology the idea mm-hmm. of prominence of, mm-hmm. a, of a, like mountain ranges oh yeah yeah, yeah go on <laughs> so and I think this, this applies really, really well to when we're talking about, you know, artists and things like that. Because you get some artists who are have one album that just stands alone from all the other work around it. And it's just, you know, it's so prominent. So in prominent, mm-hmm. prominence in a um, geographical sense means mm-hmm. that you've got a, like a plane and then ha- how much the, the mountain stands up away from the land around it. So, for example... Uh, you'll have a mountain in the middle of nowhere that kind of stands at like Table Mountain mm-hmm. um, in South Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very much like that. Um, whereas you've got like the Himalayas, which is a whole range of very, very tall mountains, but none mm-hmm. of them kind of are, are that much higher than anybody else, mm-hmm. any, anything else. So you kind of don't notice just how absolutely hugely massive they are. And people like oh, Tribe Called Quest. Great. That's great. I like that. They, yeah. they are a mountain range, aren't they? It's just consistently mm-hmm. high. But you don't, unless you kind of take a big step back, you don't realise just well you do because it's tripe, but um, but you don't kind of just realise just how big each individual one is. So even like a crap, I say crap, a bit um, like the love movement mm-hmm. is poor. It's still a massive foothill. You know, it's still good enough to kind of for most people they're dying out on their careers on just that album. Maybe that's a slight exaggeration, but do you know what I mean? It's it's still quite good. But you then get some people who pull out one great album and then everything else is just like a 50 uh, like 5 out of 10 kind of thing Um, so yeah that I think it's yeah it's an inter- interesting one. I love that I analogy. I love. I absolutely love that geology analogy. Think it was, so by that by that analogy, then Jar Rule's works would be like Lincolnshire, just flat. <laughs> it's fucking That's not flat. flat. There's, the, there's, the, there's the walls in Lincolnshire. For those of you who don't know Lincolnshire, part of it is incredibly flat, and, uh, but there's like three hills. Um, and that would be what Veni, Veti, and Veti. Each hill. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we've named them that. <laughs> hill Veni. Oh man. I, that, was, that was 98 as well so when you're looking at 98 the love movement versus you know holla holla um, 
still <laughs> anyway <laughs> for <John Rook. laughs> yeah yeah it's tough it's tough so yeah uh so i i found this really tough because like do you take somebody who like i mean you know take tribe called quest brilliant one of the greatest groups and greatest like artists of all time and do you go well actually they've got one poor album which is still pretty good but it's it's an aberration on their kind of their history their record or do you go right i'm gonna pick all i mean i'm I'm really interested to hear what you say um (laughs) do you want any fact should we just get it out of the way because then people if you know they'll have heard you know i don't know six minutes of us or whatever and they can just go right that's it we don't have to listen to any more no more foreplay just go straight for it yeah yeah let's go for it right i mean my wife gets annoyed when i kind of get we get to the climax this quickly but um but <laughs> let's not pretend I last this long. Anyway, carry on. Go on then. Hit me. What's your? What is your no, the I definitive can't, I answer? Can't do it. I need more. I need more rubbing. I need more. I need more lube. I need. <laughs> like, I need basically because a bit like you, you. You spoke on. I, I love the fact when you heard the word consistent, you were like, "Well, who's been consistently shit?" I just thought that was a brilliant. I just, you know what? It didn't even enter my mind to think of it that way. But now I wish I had because it would have been a lot more fun to be like, "Who is like being consistently shit?" And but it was just not even attempted to like up their game a bit who just who knows their audience and they've stayed at that level for their entire career and that's a jar rule would be like there he knows what he knows what he is well like even 50 cent right 50 cent every album is like eh, five out of ten master p master p he's got he's got to be up there though isn't he i mean he's he's had about four thousand albums that's right and, and i've not known a single one of them to be to be kind of uh any even, different even <laughs> very good well, yeah um, even the artwork's <laughs> you know, the same isn't it do you know what that brings to mind that question I was, you know it is the same artwork you're right I, I was thinking about that 7 out of 10 who's like constantly like do you know what, who just came to my mind that I completely forgot about was uh, Ludacris you know Ludacris yeah. like early noughties <laughs> Every album, you had your skits, you had your thing, you had your bangers, you had your, you know, and he was a very creative with the wordplay. You know, a dude can rap, it's fine, it's like party rap, um, you know, sex tracks, this track, you know, he was, I bought, his, I think I bought every single album of his from 2000 with the, with the I can't remember, the, you know, it's that What's Your Fantasy track. I remember, I can picture the album cover where he's got his big fro and he's in like, the, in like, you know, a yard somewhere, right until like 2006 where he's shaved his hair and he's whole, like he's rubbing his palms or something. Yeah, yeah. And it's a bit, it was a bit more thoughtful and there's one or two tracks on there about you know some domestic abuse and shit but that was a very consistent every album was cool like you, you knew what you were getting with dude you put it on it's fine like, there was nothing there was no there was it was just every album could be the same right yeah, yeah and it sounds there's a similarity in sound isn't there I mean he's got such yeah. a he's quite quite a distinctive delivery anyway so I think yeah I, I think that kind of helps unless you're someone who kind of mixes it up and reinvents yourself you end up with that but then you know people want that I you know I do you know who kind of just cropped up in my mind is not outstanding I think yeah. they're brilliant but I, I don't think they're outstanding but they're, they are you know exactly what you're going to get yeah. people like MOP <laughs> Yeah, but we can't talk about them in terms of like the greatest, can we? They're never going to enter that conversation. But you buy an no. MOP album, you stick it on, and you're never going to be disappointed. No, but that, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, I know what you're saying. But I, yeah, I think MOP. I mean, as, as yeah, much I mean, as I just, kind of. Yeah, they're so consistent. So consistent. Mm. 
I, I don't want to kind of bring them into it because they're they're, they're my love so <laughs> they're oh, my they're favourite con- group they're, they're consistent yeah. though again like, you're never going to buy a Ruse album and go oh, this is shit <laughs> you know what I mean? no. <laughs> it's going to be fine isn't it I mean but yeah MOP I think because their legacy is so strong and they've, they've done work independently you know, as Billy Downs has done loads of stuff and what have you um, yeah with um, it Black Keys and stuff like that as well he smashed it on their album Black Rock but um, yeah no the 7 out of 10 again yeah solid right I mean they've got some but the thing about them as well they've got some black classics right they've got some firing squad album i mean they've got some bona fide classics whereas like ludicrous what's your fan i mean ludicrous was just so consistent like six like he's never going to enter a discussion of top the 20 30 50 rappers of all time but no one's really got a bad word to say about him either because he just seems like a nice guy he just you know he just seems fine to me (laughs) well uh, is it worth introducing the the project that we did we started about yeah, four yeah, years do that, ago. Yeah, do that, do that, yeah. yeah so, where did where what was it even the question? The question was, um, look, it was the one. We, yeah, I think we mentioned it the last time. Like, who's the the best rapper of all time? Is it? No, we, but we didn't we didn't phrase it <coughs> no, like that. No, what, no, no, it was who who had the strongest discography? It was it was it was spurned by Chabadi G. Um, <laughs> I can't remember the actor's name. Would you believe it? <laughs> Asim. Oh, I can't remember his name. But Asim Chowdhury. Yeah, yeah. Asim Chowdhury was on. Ramesh Ramanganathan's Hip Hop Save My Life podcast and he asked the question to Ramesh which I thought was one, fantastic which was who's got the most solid body of work and he was like yeah. you know, he said he be- they basically had a consensus that I think Kanye's probably got the most solid body of work uh, and then Ramesh and then they kind of agreed with Dela Dela Sold have got the most consistent solid yeah. body of work consistency over a period of time where you know what you're going to get and that's what spurned your question to do your metrics of critics yeah. scores and so on where we came up with I think it was Organized Confusion had the strongest three kind the criteria was three yeah. albums and Organized Confusion had the strongest run yeah I mean that, that, I mean God like crunch some numbers and actually it turned into a few other things and it's, it's I quite like data and I quite like I quite like that kind of stuff so it was a, a bit of interest to me obviously it's hugely flawed um, because of the very nature of the subject well the subjective nature of um just criticism and uh, how people rank and mark albums or review albums. Mm, mm. Um, I was reading a really good, right, just as a slight aside, I read a really good um, article on uh, Passion of the Vice um, around Source. They looked at the, they ranked the 15 uh, original five mic albums that the mm-hmm. Source um, gave out mm-hmm. uh, rather than any of the ones that they kind of reviewed later and kind of ranked them in order. But they talked about how important the source's five mic status was and mm-hmm. actually how it was manipulated. Right. And it's a really good read. Uh, you know, send it, send it. Send it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you can't, it's, it's passionwhitevice.com. Um, right, and right. if you search in there for source awards, it's, it's good. It's a really good piece. Um, yeah. It's well worth it. But I think but there's also that side of rankings and trying to take I mean we what I can't remember some of the some of the people we took so it looked like there's some albums that came out in the 70s who were reviewed at the time and maybe have been looked back at since and then you've got some that you know much more recent and then publications have come and gone um, and the respect for publications has come and gone over time so I mean we looked at like Metacritic but that's only been active since like 2000 yeah. so anything prior to that 
it doesn't even appear. Yeah. And then how do you bring it, how do you kind of create your own Metacritic? Yeah. Um, yeah. And we looked at allmusic.com was one one place for reviews. I think that was the main place we went went to. Exclaim, Hip Hop DX, NME, because um, despite it not necessarily being hip hop paper, mm. it's still it's still reviewed a lot of kind of hip hop. Mm-hmm. Um, OK Player. Um, Pitchfork, rap so, reviews. That's a lot of data you you, you draw. Yeah, there, Rolling Stone, Spin, Jesus, XXL, dude. the uh, source. It's pretty comprehensive, man. Yeah, I mean, got we had something like uh, what have we got on there. We got something stupid like nearly two thousand albums, which is like it's it's not. And it's like seventeen hundred albums getting on for two thousand, but it's not. It's not. It's only like a little snapshot into a lot of the stuff that's been released as well mm-hmm. you know there's there's some artists that, that we that we didn't even get or i didn't even get around to at the time who uh who you'd probably want to have or at least look at um you know people like um i don't know like mood uh, yeah. you know people like not they're not kind of big enough to to make yeah. it to kind of be at the beginning of your conversations but you know they're still good like people like um <laughs> high and mighty although they're never going to win anything like that um twister twister's released a few albums hasn't he many albums i thought yeah he's featured yeah. a lot yeah, yeah. um so i mean that's just some of the ones we, that we have no data for um because i kind of haven't got around to it but there's about what is it something like about push on th- 300 people and we, we had a minimum of, of three albums didn't we um, to yeah. basically it's to stop Blackstar from winning because um, <laughs> as great as it is it wasn't um, it's not fair to kind of have that one thing we're talking about that's a, that's like Mount Everest in the middle of uh, Lincolnshire yeah, isn't it absolutely, absolutely. You know, that, I mean even if you take the Mustaf and, and uh, Telequali's other bodies of work it's just it's a, a masterpiece so and there's a few few like that so we, that was three was our cut off because we thought by that time it gives people enough of an understanding of the uh, of the artist and the qualities of the artist for it to be kind of consistent body mm-hmm. um, so yeah I mean what is there there's about there's about 60 or so who kind of didn't meet that criteria and of those I mean you've got people like uh, D-Lock in there um Booney G, I think, in there. Third base, only had two albums. Uh, who else? Company Flow. Wow. Uh, who else is in there? Uh, NWA. Two official albums. <laughs> yeah. Deep Rock and CL Smooth. Two in two albums. So oh, yeah, there's some great albums. Yeah, I know. They had an EP, but that EP was a precursor to that second album. Exactly. Wasn't it? Yeah, that's the thing. We didn't count EPs. We didn't count mixtapes. We didn't count. Um, Underground got forgotten, didn't it? Really? Yeah, it's mainly mainstream releases, wasn't it? I mean, that's. Yeah. Yeah, and. And I think when we first started, it was, oh God, it must be about, must be about four years ago. This mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we first started, it, mixtapes were were a thing, weren't they? But you know, now it is the primary way of kind of getting your music out. Mm-hmm. I feel for a lot of artists, they don't do albums, do they? No, they give away their music, don't they? Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's so we've got loads of different people, and we kind kind of ranked it all. Um, we took all, all the scores that we could find, chucked them all into a, a really basic album algorithm um that makes it sound a lot cleverer as i had a spreadsheet it did some good adding <laughs> and stuff um even and worked out average scores and i think when we the first round we did it we came out and the beastie boys were top mm-hmm. and i remember like 
coming to you and saying, right, this is like the first round of the analysis and Beastie Boys have cracked up. It's like, that's not right. That can't be right. Yeah, can't I can have, live with that, though. Can't. Yeah, but I, I can't because you can't have like three white guys who... Um, <laughs> who basically were in a punk band that then got kind of switched and turned into um, a, a hip-hop group uh, be the greatest group of all time. <laughs> that's lies of bloody statistics, isn't it? I don't know, man. <laughs> no, exactly. He's like, well, how can, how can I break this stranglehold? It's because um, the algorithm the algorithm was made by a white man. That's what it was. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Damn right. Yeah. Hey, if, if I'm not in charge of the... You know, yeah. But... But I mean, it also threw up a few other like really, really weird scores where people scored really highly, but actually were a bit crap. So we looked at it again, we and introduced a huge loads and loads more data, and from that data, uh, basically the, the the group that came out on top was Organized Confusion, three albums, three excellent albums, uh, two of which I think, yeah, well, yeah, there's. Yeah, you look at they're just three excellent albums. Equinox is probably not quite as good as the other, the first two, but it's I mean, I love organized, I love organized confusion anyway. Uh, yeah, really consistent. Um, Kendrick Lamar came out second, I think. Well, that's recent, recency bias there as well, isn't it? You know, you have, all you yeah. have to do is have one dud, then everything will fall down. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I think if you. But I also think it's about how you compare to your peers as well. Mm. Well, that, absolutely, yeah. it's contextual, isn't it? It's abs- if you know, I, I spoke yeah. to a good a friend of mine. He's in his late forties, hip hop head, and he said that if Kendrick was around the mid early nineties, just be one that you put him against Big L. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like he'd be one of the he he'd have a career. He wouldn't like be finished, but you know, he's again, he's like he's he's good, but it's just because there's such a dearth of other real lyricists today there is there is hip-hop in a new guise but hip-hop is not about lyricism in in this day and age so that's why no. people like him jay cole and joey badass and stuff they would have been your every man uh, or every rapper in the 1990s honestly i don't think they're that exceptional <laughs> they're really not are they if you listen you know i no. go back to the 90s i was at youtube on the other day dude right and i was playing some you know by the way i was playing that second is it the second mob deep album hell on earth yeah. yeah, yeah, dude. Like everyone knows the first, the infamous, like that first album, right? Like, I've, I've got that. I've heard that. I know, it's a good, dude, good album, dude. I, it slipped me by, man. Fuck me, it slipped. It slipped me by. Like I was tracking. I was like, this is hard, man. Listen to the whole album. I must have listened to it once years ago. But everyone, we always go back to the first album, right? That's the, that is the album. Oh, yeah. But I was like, you know what? This is a strong album, man. And I don't know why it slipped me by. But anyway, but that was again, like you know, in the nineties, you go back, you listen to, I don't know, like. There's just so many groups. Uh, the uh, the youngsters, for example, the youngsters, DA, right? Or like so yeah. many groups you just come across. You're like fuck, there was so much quality in those days. Um, yeah, it was just the levels were unbelievable. Like someone like a Kendrick or a Joey Badass like seem like an oasis now. Like you said, it's absolutely about context. It's absolutely about context. Um, so the metrics are completely yeah, they are flawed. Which is why we're going to fix it today. This is what this we haven't even yeah. fucking got onto the point, but today we're going to solve the problem. <laughs> that we set out to achieve four years ago because I've got the answer that finishes everything. 
I'm gonna end. Okay. I'm gonna end. We're never. We're never gonna have a podcast again because of everything will be answered in my answer. No, don't worry. We will have other questions. Um, I'm, I'm not saying it to other to to both the listeners. I'm saying that because um, I, I don't know. I've, I've paid for like another three or four episodes of hosting. So going back um, to your analogy earlier, that's like after <laughs> after you've you've done your business, you've come and then you're just stroking your balls basically. You've just fucking the profile. That's what you're basically talking. Any question after this is just stroking your flaccid penis because it's all been done in the, in the hope oh. that you can resurrect some past glory but you ain't gonna resurrect nothing it's, 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 it's like any Wycliffe release after the score isn't it <laughs> the eclectic was alright <laughs> but yeah the no, score no, come on no. the score yeah the yeah, score come is, on. Come you know, on. just going right. back to that, we're gonna keep avoiding this question. But that going back to that five album run, you mentioned Company Flow, dude. If the, if Run the Jewels drop one more, that that makes it a solid five for me. Okay, do you want to know? What, I, I'm, I'm gonna say what my answer is. Go on, LP. Yeah, good shout. <laughs> Go on, right, got, yeah, you got. I, I, you know, I agree with you because I just said Run the Jewels. <laughs> Yeah, but the, this this guy is an absolute genius. Yeah, I think I think he's had his hand in like eleven albums. <laughs> Look, you're picking been... a white man again. You pick Beastie Boys with your album. Now you pick LP. I Fucker. I <laughs> but I didn't. But I changed it. I changed the. I mean, I, I, I still don't know. I still don't know what the answer is. Like, no, I'll tell you later. Got... Don't worry, it's fine. <laughs> he's got to be up there though. Just yeah, company good shot, fundamental group. I think at the time, late nineties beginning of raucous new sound lyrically dense you know that kind of you know I think his his rapping is good it's very good his production yeah, cool. is excellent his production is um, very it, inventive very creative yeah he is and he's he's great his, his, the, the, what he talks about what he raps about isn't, yeah. isn't necessarily the most um uh, I don't know ambitious I think Run, uh, Run the Jewels is more Absolutely. ambitious yeah. than say Company Flow you go back to like Cancer for Cure or some of the, you know some of those kind of the mid uh, mid-career albums before he uh, where he kind of shut off a little bit yeah um, but yeah he's he's got to be up there yeah that's he, a great show I mean on our on our rankings our rankings like hmm. he's got two he's got two elite like I class something like um f- four and a half mics out of five or uh, you know the nine out of ten mm-hmm. kind of scorings he's got two that are up there mm-hmm. um, and he's but of his eleven albums nine of them are the, kind of the next rung down that kind of four out of five score um, <laughs> that's consistency man isn't it mm. isn't it you know yeah. I think his lowest score is is like seven out of ten which for most people that you know you'd take that I mean <laughs> I'm never going to be a recording artist because, um, well, yeah. But seven out of ten, I, I'd take that. But yeah, he's just so consistent and consistently good. So I mean, he, he's he's one of the people that I've been playing with in my head as like being the the kind of most consistent or most impressive body of work. I suppose what there isn't there is there isn't that kind of crossover kind of big hit, but Run the Jewels almost is now, isn't I it? I think so, yeah. I think that one, um, uh, what's the one, uh, the DJ Shadow. DJ Shadow, Nobody Speak, and that is in Hollywood yeah. films and, you know, is recognisable. Or even the one with um, Zach, he's done a couple of tracks with Zach De La Roca, isn't he? He's almost like an honorary yeah, third yeah. member of the group. So LP, great shout out, no problem with that as the answer. It's a solid, consistent body of work uh, you know, my criteria was something like I was looking at you know 
innovation, quality, influence on others, uh, as opposed to just con mere consistency. And I think he would definitely tick a lot of all those boxes. Quality, consistency, innovation. Innovation, I'd give him high scores for. Yeah. Because you don't yeah. always have to, I don't always have to like his beast, then I don't. Sometimes I think, mm, this, this isn't working for me, but I appreciate it. I appreciate that he's always taking risks. He doesn't rest on his yeah. laurels and he's constantly got something to say. That's a great shout, dude. Great shout. I've really, uh, yeah, so that, I think... It's not as good as my list, but it's good. <laughs> <laughs> my list was pretty, I think it's pretty extended. I think I've, I mean, why do I do this to myself? Like, every time we have one of these, you're like, well, I've got my three or whatever. Yeah. I've got my one. I'm like, well, I, I narrowed it down to about 300. Yeah, and then, no, uh, I, try not, I try not to get lost for the trees, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I, yeah. I mean, the, some of the kind of the, I mean, I don't know if I'll mention whoever you're thinking of, but like other people who kind of crossed my mind, Outcast were up there, yeah. you know, consistently good. Apart from their last album, I just uh, don't like them that much. Compared, to, I like Eight mm. Adlians, and that's it. <laughs> but then that's me, isn't it? So. <laughs> you like, you like, hey ya, and that's it. Yeah, I don't even uh, like that fucking song. Oh, fucking hate that song. Uh, fucking shake it like a Polaroid nonsense. I, I never liked that. Uh, speaker box, love below. Nah, man, fuck that. I didn't like that. I really didn't like that. Singing and jiving. Nah, man. Didn't, it, you know, it didn't do it for me then. It doesn't do it for me now. <laughs> no. AT Aliens, the uh, Aquamini. Fucking love it. Yeah. Just, I mean, Stankonia, I think, is a good album. Oh, um, I think it's where they went a bit. They went a bit. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but Bombs Ever Baghdad. I mean, that is just. Uh, was it the Rosa That's Parks really on that album, isn't it? Stank uh, is it Stankonia? Rosa Parks was on Aquamini, I think. Aquamini. And then, so. Aquamini. Aquamini? Is Stankonia Miss Jackson? Miss Jackson, yeah. Bombs Over Baghdad, So Fresh and Supreme. Oh, fuck off. No, I don't like that shit. It's too pop. Yeah, <laughs> but nobody, ain't nobody deep as me. I'm just uh, So Fresh and Clean. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, great MC. You know, I love, I've got a lot of respect for Andre well, 2000, but yeah, some of his stuff's just too out. It's, it's just too out there for me. I'm not, I'm not refined enough. <laughs> we will, I will have to talk about this one, but we are going to have to talk about most underrated MC at some point. We'll do an episode on most yeah. underrated MC because I think Big Boy has got be he's always in the shadow of Andre 3000 and rightly so who I don't know many people who wouldn't be but in his own right it's that Himalaya again isn't it it's like you're up against the mountain so what are you going to do yeah anyway yeah um, so I mean there's all the obvious ones I mean like um, who else did I have on my list so uh, Daylight obviously Tribe Called Quest obviously mm -hmm. you know they're the kind of the big big hitters mm -hmm. um had Pharaoh mm -hmm. possibly I think you know he's he's if you take on the, his body of work beyond just his albums he is so consistent consistently oh, fantastic listening to his singles from like last year like last October he's just yeah. it's a fucking dictionary in his head isn't it it's just ridiculous yeah <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's almost unfair. It's almost like you have to not count him. It's a bit like messy or something. Like he's just yeah. better than everyone. You just, you almost think, okay, there's there's him and then there's the rest. So you have to put him. Like we talked about him versus Black Thought last week. It's like Black Thought is like an incredible rapper. Yeah, <laughs> fair. Pharaoh is just a, he's just well he's Pharaoh isn't he <laughs> okay. yeah he's a, it's another level isn't it <laughs> it's a different level and then and then the kind of the other the other kind of group that I kind of the big name that I went for is like Gangstar yeah yeah and, yeah, yeah. and their albums are all fantastic unbelievable um, there's enough kind of difference in sound in there uh, Primo is one of the greatest producers of all time mm-hmm 
Um, Guru, I think, is another one of these underrated MCs. You know, his monotone flow, his you know, his voice is kind of probably sets him back a little bit. Don't need to, don't want to speak ill of the dead and all that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. his actual his his uh, rapping ability is just um, amazing. I think. Yeah, it's something to say. Often, yeah. Jazzmatazz, he did different things. Jazz, yeah, it's cool. But it was also how they brought different artists and worked with different artists and made themselves sound right with different artists as well that I, I thought was because it's, it's they have their sound and their kind of their mm-hmm. thing but you know M.O.P Jerry yeah. Damager yeah, whole, yeah. yeah Jazzmatazz stuff absolutely, uh, absolutely. absolutely. there's you know, there's a whole group of MCs who kind of have come through underneath the the kind of the gangstar wings. Absolutely, and it all sounds right, but it does sound different. But it all sounds primo. No idea, but they're you know <laughs> they are consistent. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, I mean, you. Get, yeah, it's it's tough, isn't it? I think to try and. Nah, it wasn't. It was easy. Um, it's easy. I'm telling you, it's piss easy. Like I had Tribe Called Quest as well. Like, you know, there's six albums. I mean, you know, classics, right? I mean, in Love Movement came, then you had Q-Tip went and fucking had a midlife crisis and went and made his Amplified. fucking Amplified, which was, even when you listen, I was listening it's to good. it. It's okay. Look, it's not bad. But I think at the time, everyone was like, what's he doing dancing with, you know, chicks and their bras? And stuff. It was like, what's he doing, man? But then, you know, fair play to the guy. He earned the right to do what the fuck he wants. And his last couple of albums, like, Tip is a great producer. He's in yeah. the top 10 of any producer. As ever, so that's fine. As, as, so I have I narrowed it down to like uh, as artists, I narrowed it down to a producer, a single like a rapper, and then a group. So the group was Tribe Called Quest, right? I, I had no problem with yeah. that. The longevity you take from 1990 or 1989 to 2016, done. Game, that's fine. And to be fair, that was um, you know five died so yeah yeah, <laughs> that was, yeah they can't do anymore they, they may they may have done, I mean it's very unlikely that if, if he hadn't have been very seriously ill whether they'd made that last album I don't know but so we can't kind of but they did but, it yeah. so that we could answer this question with them <laughs> so, yeah you know, they waited 18 so, years so, so is your producer so your your group is Tribe is your producer Q-Tip and your rapper is Fife <laughs> Jerobi no, so, um, no so my um, I don't think he's got three albums in him to be honest my rapper <laughs> disappearing didn't he if you go back so my, my one of my criteria for consistency right was the innovation quality but influence because how many people or how many artists have come because of them right that to me was a big thing about consistency because you know yeah. you're pro- you're, it's almost like your artistic progeny right so like who couldn't we'd ha- we wouldn't have loads of artists if it wasn't for tribe right now likewise like you wouldn't have raucous in the in its guys that it came out you wouldn't have talib quali <laughs> most definitely don't have tribe right nah. you, or even buster rhymes you wouldn't have any of that right so as a rapper it was easy it was rakim they are they're pretenders to the throne. He is the greatest rapper, in my opinion, of all time. Uh, even though you slated him for only rapping one minute on Paid in Full. So, it was less than a minute. Than, it was less than a minute. Fucking, yeah. So like, his, it's just single, like his single albums, are like, they're not great. That Seventh Seal, 2009. But yeah. even just the yeah, other day, was... I heard him on Buster's album, Extinction Level 2. Like, I heard him on the opening track. And he's a jazz man. He is a fucking jazz. Even there, you're like, his pen game is so strong. And if you don't have Rakim you don't have Eminem so as far as I'm concerned he is the greatest and his consistency even now you give him a mic he could do it no problem I, I mean I don't think you have you don't have Nas no you don't, you don't have Eminem you don't no. you probably no. don't have Biggie no 
You don't have the storytelling, yeah. you don't have Puck. You, you don't have none yeah. of that. I reckon, hands down, greatest MC. So that answers that question for that different podcast. He's the greatest MC ever. He's the most influential. He's the, he is the most consistent because you hear him now and he features on something and he never yeah. lets himself down. He always brings it. And when I see his name on a track, I'm like, and the dude always brings it. But yeah. producer and the greatest hip hop artist of all time, Dude, like you said his name earlier, it's it's so easy. It's Primo. Primo never uh, fails. Primo, when I when it hit me, it hit me, dude. Like Prime, he's done with Royce the Five Nine, the Gangstar stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. his stuff he's done, like you said, produced for Nas. He's produced the the uh, MOP you mentioned earlier. He yeah. is, and you look like for me, like my favorite producer is RZA because I love his sound, the dirty sound he gets. But RZA is 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 not to everyone's taste. He he does what he does, and he does that really well. Primo, like you said something earlier, which was crucial. You said he does all these gangster albums, works with all these artists, but it still sounds like Primo. Like Primo. Yeah. <laughs> There isn't a rapper in the world that wouldn't want to work with him. Dude, when has he failed? When, like, in, since 1989 to now, like, even last year during lockdown, there was a thing where people were doing, like, versus battles, weren't they, online? He went up against RZA yeah. and, like, he murdered RZA. Like, oh. they, well, it wasn't competition per se, but they were playing some of their best beats. Primo, like, when it, I was, when it came to me, I was like... It's just such an easy answer. He is the most consistent hip hop artist of all time. Do you know what? I I completely and utterly 100% agree with you. I had not thought, oh, what about a producer? Um, Neither did that I. Didn't even, it, didn't even, it didn't even cross my mind that that would even be the case. So, like, uh, yeah, you're right. That is, Primo is the most consistent. I'm trying to think of, like, one bad song, one bad track. When has he failed? Like, the, 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 there's so many, you know, there's some beats where I heard, I was like, shit, I didn't know that was Primo. Like, some of that, some of these hard beats, like, there are some yeah. tracks that on an album that like, you think, oh, shit, I didn't know Primo did that. Like, dude, I cannot think of one. Dude, he's never failed. How has he not failed? It's, just, it's like a magic I mean, trick in plain sight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, <laughs> my uh, um, Oh, is, is it is it my favourite track of all time? I don't know. But Mathematics by uh, Mosca. Dude, he did that. Primo. <laughs> Dude, think but, about but you know it. it's you know it's primo, yeah. don't you? That's it's the thing. You primo. know it's primo, but yeah, he can't speak though, can he anymore? Dude, but you know, but like what His I really, voice is gone. yeah, and I think I think what I love about this as well, like we always shout out New York. So much. for me, obviously, New York is the literal and spiritual home of hip hop. This dude's from Texas. Like he's yeah. not from he's not from like LA. He's not from nowhere like hip hop. He's from fucking Texas. He's from fucking Texas. Yeah, I mean, he located though, didn't he? But yeah, because didn't didn't Guru find him? Or something happened that they kind of got together, and then he, because Guru had moved up out of New York, I think, and and he bumped into Primo or heard some of his beats and invited him, and they basically, and it sat well. I mean, I don't know the full story, but it sounds like they basically went, "Yeah, you're pretty cool. No, you're pretty cool. Should we work together? Let's both move to New York together." It's like the most romantic thing, you know. It could be (laughs) some weird uh, romantic. Uh, story um, like an HBO special or something well they're like that, making but... a Netflix show about Gangstar aren't they or something I heard pretty much saying a, a oh, thing last year he is dude like 
isn't it? It is. Once you think about it, it's almost boring because yeah. it's like there's no one close to Premier. Like he's been around, dude. He started the same time Tribe started. Yeah. And the stuff he makes now with Royce the Five Nine, one of the greatest lyricists out there now. And Royce has got a fucking good shout in this question. He's been there for I, twenty years. I did want. I did want to talk to you about Royce actually in this one. Genius. Royce was on my like long list. Genius. But we'll come back to that in a bit. We'll talk about Royce and and, pr- and Primo with. Pr- <sighs> Dude, like you know, I thought of Doom. I thought of uh, MF. Like I thought, you know, yeah. because of his KMD work as well. Yeah, it's he, timely. You know, but he was excellent, and he's not dead. Like you know, he's around somewhere, man. Fuck, he's gonna come back. But um, yeah, with a pl- with a plastic face instead. <laughs> well, not no. it's not eco-friendly. I'll come back with something more eco-friendly, like bamboo or some shit like that. <laughs> Yeah, but, um, yeah. The award goes to Christopher Edward Martin. That's his name, apparently. DJ Premier. Yeah, and it's boring now, isn't it? One of my favourite <laughs> things about him is the fact I think he's worn a cap so much during his life. His ears are kind of bent down. It's like it's baggy green, isn't it? He just wears yeah. it. He doesn't wash it either. Yeah, he's uh, no. You, you're completely right. He is the most consistent artist. Like oh, now, yeah. like even now. 20, no, fuck. 31 years later, dude's in his mid 50s. How does someone that in his age still, he, he, he's still fresh, he's not lost. Any, but the thing is, no, he's done it without losing any of his own street cred or anything. Yeah. He's never sold out. He's, you know, he's worked with fucking, he's worked with like pop artists as well, I guess, right? Into, when we say pop, like. We did some stuff with Drake. Didn't, well, in fact, yeah. you know, we did that, the episode did the, uh, a few weeks ago about um, Ace Beat Rubbish Rhyme or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of my tactics to try and find the track was um, I'm going to go through P- Primo's catalogue and find out who he's done some work for <laughs> and try and find a crap out, like, yeah, yeah. crap out, you know, someone really rubbish. But the thing is, even makes bad rappers look good and sound good. Dude, like, uh, he, he's yeah. honest. I'm looking on, like, apparently he's even worked with fucking Christina Aguilera, who fair play has got a voice. She's got a great voice, but she is pop. I mean, the dude, like, I'm looking at the list now, Dilated Peoples, we're talking... Papoose, yeah. remember Papoose? Fucking he came and went, didn't he? And then uh, even Anderson Pack, who's contemporary, you know, Big Daddy Kane. We're talking the dilated peoples, Jay, Biggie. You know, fuck me, dude is just. It's just beyond belief. It beggars belief. KRS, Common, you know, that stuff he did with J.Ru back in the day. Like, he's got so yeah. much um, credibility. That there's, I don't think you find a, a, a rapper with a bad word to say about him, to be honest. Or who would say, I don't want to work with Primo? No. And, you know, let's if we're honest, if you look on a, an album and you see a track listing, there's a track by Primo, you'll you'll go, well, I might as well get it. Because if you're kind of umming and ahhing about it, you go, well, there's a Primo track on there. That's bound to be quite good. That's going to that's gonna be worth it, isn't it? You don't, you don't put his name to any shit, man. And the dude is just... What can I say, man? When, 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 when the answer came to me, I was just like... Because I thought about influence. You think, you know, you don't have yeah. Primo, you don't have Kanye, and so on and so forth. And, you know, God knows how. You don't have high tech. Honestly, I think it's that plain and simple, to be honest. You don't have Dilla. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Is that too much of a shout? I know Dilla. Do you know, yeah. I mean, listen, this is, I'm gonna, I want to commit hip hop um, sacrilege here. <laughs> Dilla's all right. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, you can't say that in polite company, because apparently he's like the best, apparently like Dilla's. And every hip hop artist says how Dilla's the greatest thing since sliced bread. I know, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder, and we do think of people more fondly when they're not here. But you know, when I hear most Dilla beats, I think, you know, what's it called? The donuts and shit. Like, I listen to Dilla yeah. beats, I think, yeah, it's all right. But like, I got no problem with it. He's consistent. 
it's consistent, but it ain't gonna, ain't gonna, ain't gonna fucking get me out of my seat and go, how the fuck did he do that? Do you know what I mean? Whereas, I don't know, man. RZA, RZA gets me out of my seat. RZA, literally, some beats, RZA gets me out of my seat and go, motherfucker, that is dirty. Whereas, and what's his name Dillers for me he's too polished he's just too clean right and Primo is a nice mix between the two so if you ask me my favourite producer it's RZA but he's not the most consistent or best because RZA's done some weird things as well right (laughs) yeah yeah god yeah he's not consistent no Uh, but he's a genius he is a genius I mean I I know what you mean about Dilla though he's been put on a pedestal Um, I think he was a shining light in like a renaissance time for hip hop neo soul kind of was it that the, the, the Erica Badu was it the soul Quarian times and all that shit yeah, right? yeah. yeah. and he, he he was he was central to a lot of that and I think his influence uh, on even popular music at that time because people heard that sound and then tried to mimic it in kind of more popular music and it, it so influenced that but I know I know what you mean I have a really soft spot for him because obviously a lot of the music that I listened to uh, around that time was I mean and it's weird because looking back I didn't realise they were necessarily Diller albums until I kind of look back so like Far Side second album Lab Cab in California I didn't realise that was but I loved it you know arguably it's not as good as the first one but so there was a a period of time wasn't there it was about seven or eight years where he was just prolific he's so prolific I mean even now they've got like Buster was saying he's got 400 instrumentals that have never been released to the world they're very protective of his estate but like he's a bit like Park in it Park's got like fucking thousands of albums out because he's not dead either he's on the same island as MF Doom he he uh, I mean I don't know about I don't know about Doom Park's not dead But nah. I mean, anyway, yeah, but pr- pr- I mean, I think Dilla probably is, unfortunately. No, no, yeah, Dilla, yeah, no, I, I, I know, I know what you mean. He, we, and you touched on this right at the beginning. Dilla hasn't had a chance, or unfortunately, didn't get the chance to have that kind of the shit crap albums towards the end of the career. It'd still be going though, dude. Like, I'd... I would, yeah. I mean, God, it, like, there'd be about thirty thousand tracks, wouldn't there, of varying different types. You um, think what is it you think that the rappers like I mean no one speaks about like being pre uh, common obviously spent time with him when he was in his like you know his last days and stuff they were in an apartment together quietly I mean everyone like everyone from like you know the, the hard rappers like you got you got Buster Rhymes they all everyone waxes lyrical about Dilla right is it, is it because he has of his of his ear to pick a sample and then and then spin it like because for me see <laughs> I might sound like a prick now yeah but I like Pete Rock's use of sound again Pete Rock is a good chat for this for this Pete Rock's great yeah Pete yeah Rock's I was use of samples yeah. I mean his ear is amazing well DJ Shadow is probably the, one of the best diggers the hip hop's ever seen right um, I, I really don't get the fact I think Dilla 7 out of 10 every day every day of the week consistent but I don't know why people rate him so much I really don't I don't know I, I think I think what he did uh, and this is this is my my opinion my take on it I think what he did is he matched the music to the person and it informed how uh, it informed the track so it became like the genesis of the track I was reading um, I was reading an article about Madlib and Doom 
for the mad, mad villainy. Mad lib as well. Now he's up there with mad Luke well, yeah, he's and everything. He's a fucking beast. His well, when he travelled the globe and did his India album, his Africa album and shit. Oh, mad lib yeah. is a beast. Man. I like. I rate him. See, so I rate him higher than dinner. I rate him higher than dinner personally. Well, I, I, mean, I, I probably wouldn't. I don't know. I probably wouldn't disagree with you as much as I love Dilla. I think. Yeah, Mad Lib's great. But he was there was a, an article. Doom was being um, interviewed about his process on Mad Villainy, and they were talking about basically uh, Mad Lib would just go in and just come out with just loads and loads of samples. But it, what he did is he helped teach Doom, MF Doom, you know, how to build his his rap into the track. Mm. And it's about how those two kind of two things work together. The two artists work together. I think for some, it's just like here's a tape, here's a tape of a track. Go on, you know, you did. I've kind of done my work. You've got the all the bits you need. Just go and rap over, it and it's done. But I think with people like Dilla, people like Madlib. And, I mean, I, I don't know about um, like Pete Rock and others, but I think what they do is they build the track together and they understand what the rapper needs mm-hmm. and also helps them shape what how it fits into the beat, um, as well as picking the right samples and the right beats for, for an individual. And I think that's where their genius lies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I may be complete, also may be completely wrong. Um, yeah, we've got off topic now in terms of because we answered the question. I've sold hip hop, but <laughs> and now we're just, group. Come on. Now we're just slagging off. Uh, <laughs> yeah, heroes. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for that. Go on, then. Who, so you, so you've got the, the group was individual. Trying. Yeah, the group was trying. Oh, group. Now, who's who's the individual rapper then? Rakim. Rakim. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That was done. Done. Rakim. And no, no. You know, Eric B and Rakim and four albums. Rakim is just I the would, greatest. I would say, no, but I. But if we're talking about strongest discography, or you know, the strongest or most consistent artist, Seventh Seal is that bad. Is is? I mean, it's not. It's not um, Universal Mind Control from Common. Don't get me wrong. But um, so you're looking at longevity, though. Well, no, I don't know. I just think consistency. That is. It's that mountain range. Who's created that mountain range? Who's yours? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I mean, LP. I think. Not as a rapper. His best rhymes won't touch Rackham's worst. Uh, no, no. Okay, okay. Yeah, but just it, as, an terms, MC, as an MC. As an MC, the most consistent okay, MC. MC. You know, Keros okay, got to be up right. there. Keros is up there. His mixtapes in the early 2010s, even they were good. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it. Gift of Gab from Blackalicious. <laughs> I don't, know, is, I don't know his work well enough. I don't know his work well enough. But every time you hear him, he's fucking good. Like, yeah, you can't. I can't. He's, a, he's a nine out of ten every single time. <laughs> he's just high, high praise. Yeah, well, I think he's that good. My issue is that Chief XL is a good producer, but he's not a great producer. Uh, and some of his solo work has been, I think, he's just is lacked in the kind of the support if you know what I mean now you stick him with someone like Primo I mean okay that's probably that's like a cheat code isn't it um, <laughs> you stick <laughs> any of the people we've just mentioned and you're talking about one of like the greatest duos of all time no disrespect to XL I mean I think I, I love Black Alicious but in terms of as a as an artist the consistency he's got to be up there 
gift of gab is so strong. I've never heard him give a, drop a bad verse. I mean, it's always. He's, he, are you hearing? And he features on loads of shit. I've heard him on loads of yeah, yeah. like collections, and he pops up here and there. I mean, but if you're coming with someone like a Black Alicious, then you know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I know what you're saying. That's a good shot. I mean, he's been around for fucking donkeys years as well, isn't he? He must be about 50 yeah. something. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, he's, he's really ill at the moment, I think. He had oh, um, kidney he, issues. He's, he's picking dead and fucking ill rappers, man, making me feel bad for them now. He picked Dylan he's, before because he died, and now he's picking because <laughs> he's not feeling well. <laughs> no, he had, I, I believe he had a kiss, kidney transplant that didn't go so well. Um, and he's still he, he's still kind of waiting, and he's on the list. Oh, I don't know if he's... If, that's changed I've not heard much from him in the last year or so but um, he's still pro- he's reasonably prolific but he's yeah he's incredibly talented but there's like newer people um, newer people who kind of keep popping up like people like Danny Brown has had like five at- no listen listen no, I, right, I, you tired or something <laughs> I'm not I'm not in any way this is this is not my opinion, but I'm saying, like, if you look at the scores and things, hold on, hold on. this is this is almost as good as the time when you said Rakim worst verse on a wasted beat. <laughs> you, you just you just went from Rakim to Gift of Gab, which I'll give you that. I'll give you like longevity, consistency. Gift of I don't think anyone's comparing Gift of Gab to Rakim, but he's a great lyricist. Look, Gift of Gab is a great rapper. No, no doubt. You've just gone from there. You talk about your Himalayas. You've just gone to Lincolnshire. Listen, I, you fucking don't, Danny Brown. No, listen, listen. Right, listen. Oh, let me wait, take a sip of water wait. and decompress. Come on. Give me, give me a second. Right. Please explain so, what just happened. I am not saying that I think Danny Brown is one of the most consistent artists of all time. And, I, I, and I've heard, I've, I haven't heard all of his work, but I've heard enough to know that... Um, that would be incredibly far-fetched. I'm going to do um, some sound editing and make it so I think Danny Brown is one of the most consistent rappers of all time. That's going to be the opening. Boys, that should be the tagline yeah. for this episode. <laughs> that should be Danny the tagline. Brown, That'll get well, you some hits right. for this episode. That'll get you some hits for the podcast. Make that the tagline, right? With all the kids looking at Danny Brown. I yeah. think Danny Brown is the most consistent rapper of all time. <laughs> no, but if you look at... If you, if you take his scores know. in like, his reviews... They are all consistently oh, high. Fuck the I have reviews. no idea. No, listen, I, I, I have no idea why. This is why the, the whole thing, the fuck whole the kind of, those kind of hundreds of hours of work I put into this um, are yeah, pointless. Yeah, because Danny Brown. Like, yeah. So someone like Danny Brown scores really highly. Like he averages like over eight out of ten. And well, there's nothing. We, yeah. Yeah, we can't oh. live in a world where Danny Brown is the greatest MC of all time. A person called Danny Brown is the greatest MC of all time, or the most consistent or anything like that. It's fucking sad. Yeah, or, or a white person. <laughs> no, oh. but we, yeah, I think I think we're conflating to conflating a few yeah. things. Yeah. If, if in terms of consistency, he scores really well. I mean, people like Black Moon, three albums scored really, really like all of them were good. But I would not say they're the most consistent or the consistently best group. I think there's, it's almost like there's, you, you need that longevity. So even if you take someone like, excuse me, Kendrick or people like, uh, Danny Brown, I don't know, Vince Staples or Little Sims scores well, you know, like reviews with critics, um, Earl Sweatshirt, Danny Brown, you know, look at me pretending I know all these new people. Freddie Gibbs, um, 
I think it's got like 10 albums out or something you know it's crazy it's been around a lot longer than I thought anyway like people like that they're just they score highly but I think I think it comes back to what we were saying earlier about recency bias and also the contextual aspect you know I'm thinking like there's I had one question for you a while ago but I wanted to I was going to put it to you and we'll see if we can have it as a whole episode but I don't think it is but most important date in hip hop I don't maybe we do talk about this as a whole episode that but one, one day or a year or something like that or one date one date in time the most important date in hip hop I mean that's a separate, so are we talking that's a separate episode but I know yeah. it. I've got the answer in my head I know what it is yeah 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 it's easy when I heard a podcast about it recently and it kind of answered well I, see, I, I think it's the night uh, was it 9th of November 1993 yeah that's the one Midnight Marauders and Wu-Tang enter the Wu the 36th chamber exactly. that's, the that's the one and I mean that, but that's well that's been well covered I don't think you could, I think you can struggle, struggle to it has but imagine if you released an album the same day as that do you know what yeah. I mean even if you released the best album of but your life. This speaks about but didn't, that listen, week. That was that was a young young pretenders, right? The Woo going up against an established hip hop group at the time with very different styles. I mean, what Michael Rappaport did a great thing on his podcast where he got Mef to talk about uh, Midnight Marauders and he got Tip to talk about End Thirty Six Chambers. It was a brilliant episode, nice. uh, and it was you know, it's, it's, and they had so much respect for each other. But that's what I'm talking about. Early nineties or mid nineties hip hop was just. Yeah, but dude, I have to speak to you. He gets to talk to bloody Tip. Oh, yeah, seriously. <laughs> but go, going back to that question about that longevity and rappers and, and so on, one, one more another person comes to mind. Like, his beats aren't great. The last few albums I've listened to him, the beats aren't great. You know, he's a bit all over the place. But as a lyricist, in terms of absolute consistency, will never give you less than seven. It's Quali. Quali has got yeah. to be up there, right? Not most, because he has yeah, to invade yeah. some weird-ass shit, and it depends on what mood he's in. He might be singing off-key. You never know with yeah scene right but Quali, his, uh, what is his rock band called uh blackjack johnson um yeah but, but you know like yeah, yeah no, fair, no, fair play to him but he's a musician right he's an he's a musician yeah. he's not just a rapper but quietly as a lyricist as a rapper fucking quietly is up there because now because what's what makes me feel old i never thought of quietly but quietly's been around for nearly 20 years dude that like over 20 no 98 more than 20 years more yeah yeah but and in that, my and, head he's and still, he was, yeah. in my head he's still like he's still like contemporary do you know what I mean like in my head well, for you because you, you live in 2002 so like you know you, you're still listening to Get By every day but <laughs> but yeah he's not like he's not the original, young not the remix so. yeah like he's not young yeah. like he's in his mid 40s well I, I remember I remember I was at university and uh, uh, when NERD and Neptune's kind of well was, uh, when when Nerd came out they were kind of got big Pharrell got really big Pharrell's a good shout for this as well for consistency yeah. well when you talk about kind of um, the as a producer yeah he's definitely uh, I don't yeah. like his shit a lot. I don't like a lot but, of his shit but he's he's consistent yeah but I remember, I remember like chatting with a, um, a friend, and she was she was going like you know she was saying how how much she she admired Pharrell's um, musical abilities. I don't think she used those words. Um, and it's like, but you know, he's like thirty five back then. You know, yeah, dude, he's got to deal with the devil that fucker. So young, yes. Yeah. He, he's this this dude. He's been around, and he's just the thing is, he still looks damn good now. 
Get. What, like, dude, I don't dude, think what that picture in his um, attic yeah, is like. He's done the deal with the fucking devil. But like, again, no, yeah, he is yeah. consistent, man. You know, he even worked with, um, if I'm not mistaken, I think he worked with Run The Jewels in their last album on a track. And, you know, he had something to say that was political. Now, fair play, you know, fair play to him, man. He, you know, but again, but I would say again, I would say again that my criteria, again, for long, for the, for the, for the, the criteria was influence. So like, are you, are you yeah. a person that set the trend or did you follow something that someone else set before you and Pharrell is only who he is because of people like Tribe there's no doubt about it you can you can hear him you can hear I Tribe think, in him you can hear Prince Paul in him as well can't you that Absolutely. sounds really weird oh, Prince, look, Prince Paul is worth a shot fucking hell man there's yeah. so many do you know the question the answer to this question have you noticed there's a clear pattern it's producers it's not rappers it's producers yeah yeah, yeah you're right Yo, Prince Paul, Prince Paul, because uh, he's reinvented himself like so many, like the different iterations and different groups and stuff like that, right? Was it Handsome Boy Modeling School and fucking, uh, you know, Grave Diggers? You know, you couldn't think of two more uh, opposed kind of aesthetics. You know what I mean? Yeah. Prince Paul is a fucking oh. genius, man. Genius. Take, take the first three, take the thir- first three albums from um, Daylight. Mm. You know, Daisy Age. Yeah. Straight into is dead. Yeah. Now, Prince Paul is talking- a genius, man. Genius. Yeah. It is, you're right. It's producers, isn't it? Producers tie everything together. You get some great MCs, but it is... They are the but you know, great producers. It's the elements, isn't it? It is the elements. And, and I think yeah. I think LP is a great shout because he's... Uh, a, he's... Um, what was that? I was, I'm trying to think of the right adjective in terms of it as a rapper. He is a White? admirable <laughs> rapper. He's admirable because yeah. listen, he's never going to win any fucking awards or anything for his rapping. But he covers some, you know, politically sh- political shit. And he does it well. He's got attitude. He's got a good stage presence. You know, he's a master of ceremonies. He's all right. He's cool. Like I've not, I'd pay to go see uh, a Run the Jewels concert, no doubt. Right? Like he he's cool. And but as a producer, he's outstanding. He's excellent yeah. as a producer. Excellent. I mean, he's. I'd say he's a. Uh, I'm sure now this will put the kids off. He's a better rapper than Kanye. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'd go with that. But as as you kind of your your double threat or whatever, he's a he's a better rapper than Kanye. Kanye. Kanye has never <laughs> Kanye has never rapped as Kanye last rapped well on probably graduation. Probably. Yeah. A bit on Dog um, Twisted Fantasy here and there, but I'd say his last great album where he rapped, where he rhymed, was probably Graduation. But his strongest you, album rap was at, the first one, The College Dropout, easily, easily. But, but even if you if you look at that, I mean, I was, you know, Kanye's a really interesting one. If you look at that and it, the quality of his rapping is not great. Like, if you stand him up next to any of the people we've talked about already today, it just, it doesn't compare. Nah. It's... It, it's it's quite basic, you know. The the rhyme structure is not generally quite basic. Dude. There's some really good, like there's some clever clever yeah. ideas in there, yeah. and there's some clever um, like imagery and stuff like that, which is which is great. But I think as a technical rapper, I don't think he's yeah. He, like he t- takes someone like RZA, 
who is an yeah. awesome rapper. Like, he is so, such a unique wordsmith, right? And, like, again, in their top five producers of all time, I don't care what anyone says. But, like, but you think about Kanye in that time in the early noughties, like, people were used to Puff Daddy coming on records. So, I mean, compared to that, it's fucking miles, miles better. Or even Dre, because Dre's fucking, Dre never wrote his own rhymes anyway, and Dre's rhyme, rhymes are fine, they're okay, but Kanye is a better rapper than Dre, there's no doubt about that. Kanye's got, he's more inventive and playful. He does, he do takes bigger to, do risks. Do we need to do an Dre. episode on, on double threats? <laughs> I, I mean, actually, because there's quite a few, you know, I mean, tip. I, you know, yeah, absolutely. Well, tip, tip wins, I guess. That's easy. I mean, tip probably is the top of the game. You know, I, I would say yeah. even apparently, you know, I've probably put Common up there as a break dancer as well. You know, Common is, <laughs> is a fucking outstanding break dancer. I mean, you know, you talk about Doom, the elements. Doom was a graffiti artist, wasn't he? Well, so there you uh, go, there you go. You know, so Tupac was a backing dancer for. Um, <laughs> what was it allegedly. called? What was it called? The Humpty Dance. What was the band called again? Yeah, Humpty Dance. You know, I remember. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah no, no. Double threats. I mean, that's double a good threats. Tip. Yeah, let's, let's, let's take that one on the list. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to that one. I think that I think, one could be good. I think it's going to be hard to look. I mean, you've got LP, then you've got Tip, and Tip is a better rapper than LP. Mars better. Yeah. And he's probably a better producer. <laughs> I'm trying to think, like, Pete, Pete Rock. Pete Rock. Doing what? Like as you double threats. I mean, I don't think his his rapping's nah, anywhere near shouting, the standard of today. Shouting over the right. But, nah, he's not a rapper. Man. Fuck, B-Rock can't rap shit. Man. <laughs> out. But he's probably he's, he he might he might be better than Danny Brown. Um, nah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Danny Brown. Yeah. Danny Brown can rap. But no, we've sold a bit. We've sold. J. Cole. A, I don't know. Yeah, his production's cool. His production's cool. Um, he's a drummer in a band now, isn't he? Yeah, really. He plays basketball as well, but that doesn't count as one of the elements. <laughs> <laughs> I think gaming does, doesn't it? Yeah. No, no, I think I, I think. Look, man, isn't it premiere? premiere. Wasn't it? Yeah. I think when the answer hit me, and I'm glad I was interested to see your response to it. Is once you once the answer hits you, it's just indisputable. I don't know how anyone can go at that and say no. This produce is more consistent over a longer stretch of time. Who would it be? Like who would it well, be? Yeah, I think this artist. Uh, it could only be Q-Tip. It could literally only be Tip. That's the only person who could compete with Premier, and he can't. That's how good Premier is. That is that is just ridiculous. Tip Tip had years off as well, didn't he? Yeah, and didn't he have like, much, a leak in his basement or some shit like that? Didn't he? He lost all his those loads of like years of music or some shit like that. The same thing happened to Rizzo. Yeah, and uh, didn't tribes when wasn't there a fire at like MCA or someone like that? Oh, was it or, okay? Can you remember, there's a while ago in like, there was, there was a fire at the, like, where they stored all the originals. And I, in fact, it might not have just been like Universal or someone like that. It, I think it was like where they, every, all <laughs> labels stored their things and they lost loads yeah. of original masters. Um, and I think Tribe was one of the ones that lost quite. I tell you, Dayla has got to be up there though. In terms of consistency, oh, I mean, no, no, they, you they, say, they, say they, tribe is your yeah. group. Yeah, yeah. I, I, if I, I'm, I know it's we're far too late in this conversation, but I think Daylight's got to be up there. I think you'd get more people that agree with you. I get, you, I think, I think Azim Chad yeah. and Ramesh, Ramesh Ranganathan would both agree with you. I think a lot more people would agree with you because they've consistently been putting albums. They didn't have like a 20 year gap like Tribe did, right? So yeah. I think Daylight do win it. But for me, do you know why they don't win it? Because I don't like them as much. <laughs> I just don't, I, do you know what? I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, it, and this sounds really fucking me 
right? Because I don't know shit about shit. I can't rap for shit. But at times, I can find daylight quite boring. <sighs> but then I find the roots quite boring sometimes as well. Like genuinely, there's. Time. I don't know why we're friends. I don't, no, I don't know why we're friends. Do you know what it is? It's like the Dilla thing again. Do you know what it is? It, 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 because, but, they, but to satisfy the criteria of the question, yes, because they're cons- we, the roots obviously need. Men- they don't even need mentioning in this conversation because they are consistent and they've been around yeah. a long time. Like, but like Dilla have been around for a lot longer than the roots still. So I think as a band. I would happily concede Daylight over Tribe. I think most sensible people would agree with that. For me personally, though, like Daylight, I just find them meh. It's right. Like some of the tracks, they do some crazy shit. Like that track with Doom, right, where the beat goes yeah. fast and slow and shit. Like they do some crazy shit, but rock lot, cocaine flow, rock cocaine. But a lot of the time, I can listen to them and just have it on in the background. Like, and that is that is almost like a flagrance. Do you know what? Like that, that, that's almost. A, it sounds polite, but it's almost a sign of disrespect that you could have a rap album on and just have it on in the background while I'm cooking or some shit like that or whatever. Yeah. Because I'm not to listening to the lyrics. Really? I'm not listening to all the lyrics. Whereas Tribe, I will sit down or like a Lupe yeah. album or whatever. Yeah, a Lupe fiasco. I will sit down in a dark room and fucking listen to every word. Whereas a Daylight. Uh. <laughs> do, do you want to know something really bad? I, and I completely agree with you on that. Um, I used yeah. to, uh, Fuck, I'm surprised. Like my, no, my. <laughs> My, my first my first job uh, was working in a uh, in a in a shop and like head office were meant to send like you know the, mu- the canned music thing so it's just on a like a 50 minute repeat or something to get the same music all, yeah, all yeah, the time yeah. you're working in retail <laughs> are you? yeah retail yeah, yeah yeah I don't want to name the the company Give them um, promotion yeah yeah um, but anyway so we 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 were we had a little bit more flexibility um so we used to put so i used to make like mixes and put them on but tried to make them as kind of um shopper friendly as possible but i I used to make these wraps you'd be surprised no but i mean it's stuff like um i pick common yeah. A common track, but it would be a common track like the uh, Six Sense. Yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Breaker. Break nine. Nine, no, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, and and you're right. Daylight used to appear a lot in that. Yep, because they're safe and they're back. Because it's, they're safe, aren't they? Yep. Yeah. And they don't swear very much. No. They. The, the, the beat isn't too over the top nope. you know there's people going around doing their shop their shopping on a Saturday morning or something like that don't want to hear like I don't know um, hip hop by Dead Prez um, although that may have made it on once maybe <laughs> <laughs> I didn't last long um, yeah no I, I, I know what you mean but but that is almost the definition of consistency they are the the James Milner in fact I think what we should do is we should make a James Milner trophy and we should send it to them as the most consistent hip hop group of all time and or artist know, of all time they appear <laughs> like you know every festival in the UK and like Suffolk they appear like in the fields everywhere like and they're always I, and they're professional hip hop they, festival yeah no they put on a, they put oh, on a yeah. show that now they're yeah. like elder statesmen right they're, they're, they're like safe older black dudes you know what I mean they're like they're yeah. like safe. They're like centre left. You know what I mean? They're, they're cool. Well, they're, they're Long Island, anyway. So they were like they were always kind of that safe out of the. Yeah, man. Chuck these Long Island, man. Fuck. Yeah. Well, no, it's <laughs> pretty safe. <laughs> yeah. But do you know what I mean? They were kind yeah. of like that, slightly more upmarket. You know, because Long Island's Long Island's a big old place, and it takes in from like the edge of. Um, 
edge, is it edge of Queens through to um, ah, no. like out into the suburbs. Yeah, and so but so you've got like quite a few people in Long Island who are like still still New York, isn't it? Yeah. And they but they're in that kind of grew up in the slight, slightly nicer areas. I think um, I mean, it's all relative, isn't it? But and it, it kind of shows in some of the music. I mean, Dayla, I mean, I've got a friend who was like proper into his like death metal and shit like that. I remember I was in Central America and he was like, he loved uh, the Magic Number track, right? He loved like that first album. Yeah. Like, Dayla is what you can play to people who do not like, do not like hip hop music and they'll they yeah. dig it. They dig it, don't they? They dig yeah. it. They have no problem with it. So I think you have a, your shout, that's a great shout. I think, no, they, they should, they it's should. Wrong. <laughs> no, no, it's right. It's, it's, it's right. Wrong. They are the most consistent. It's, it's it's the political choice, isn't it? I think. Yeah, wait, the question I agree, is I agree with you. Mm. It's Primo. As DJ the, Premier. Yeah, yeah, he is. Is the is the artist, isn't it? He is the one. So, that, so all you fuckers listening, so all the fuckers listening, there's three people listening and they're dog. If you ever have the question, who's the most consistent? Then we've got the most solid body of work. It's game over. It's answered. It's, it's yeah. Primo. Done. We've solved hip hop. What what? What primo track should we go out to? Mathematics. It's got to be mathematics. Oh, it's, oh, it's okay. got to be, it, it must. It's got to be. Well, I was just saying. I was say step in the arena as an ironic thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know, oh, dude. Oh, now you got me thinking, man. See, now, now we need a separate podcast for the top the primo five primo beats. That's not tracks. fair. F- That's five not fair. Each, top five each clouds? primo tracks. Above the clown. <laughs> It's got to be that J-Ru, man. It's got to be the J-Ru. It's got to be... Can't, rough. can't stop the profit, man. Can't stop the profit. Uh, to me, that drum, that drum beat, that yeah. drum beat is so fucking filthy. To, to this day, that when I hear al- that, now, that album's goosebumps. good. That album's a piece... Uh, that, that is a work well, of art. Genius. First two J-Ru. First two yeah. J-Ru albums are absolutely awesome. Yeah, yeah. Was it Wrath of the Mass? Great, great, Wrath of the Mass. great title. We have and, to have another uh, one on albums, dude. Album titles, yeah, album titles or some shit like that. Aesthetic. Yeah, Sunrises in the East was his first one, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And then Wrath of the Mass. Yeah. Heroes for Hire was shite, but um, yeah, he fell off after number two. But shit, man, that yeah, that that that, that 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 drum beat on Can't Stop the Prophet. See, I'm a drums man. See, I'm I'm about the drums. Yeah. Are you are you a horns man? Is that right? Am I remembering correctly? <laughs> yeah, that sounds weird. But yeah, why not? Because <laughs> <laughs> because Pete Rock uses them horns like drum beats, doesn't he? Yeah. But for me, for me, see that track. You can't stop the prophet. When I first heard that, to this day, do I get goosebumps? Like, fucking goosebumps. That's 24 years old. That track. I get goosebumps. I. They, Jeru is my kind of um, the, the one I, ke- I I keep coming back to Jeru. I just love, and I think he is so underrated. I don't th- I don't think he gets anywhere near the attention that he should have. Those two albums, what were they? Ninety four, ninety six, something like that. Yeah. I mean, it was you know Tupac, it was Biggie, it was um, Fuji's. You know, they were the yeah. Fuji's. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it kind of was a bit under the under the radar, but he, he was brilliant. My mate, my mate of mine saw him at clean. Clean. <laughs> that beat. Yeah, yeah, that's the beat. I had the beat in my head and I couldn't remember the name of the track. I thought it was with a P, but it's come clean. Yeah, that beat, man. My, my mate of mine, yeah. right? He's a he's a music producer. He does uh, like hip hop beats, but he's also playing like indie band and shit. And he fucking saw he saw Jerry at fucking Norwich Art Centre or some shit like that a few years ago. He was in the 
<laughs> Norwich Arts Centre and there's J. Roo headlining in Norwich Arts Centre. There you go. So J. Roo's at least he was headlining. Yeah, man. At least he was headlining. In, in Norwich, of all places in fucking in Norwich. Norfolk. But that's what I said about Daylight. Daylight go to places like Suffolk. You know, they turn up yeah. in the middle of a field in Suffolk. And you're like, oh, it's Daylight. At a World Music Festival. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, dude. That's, uh, that was a, anyway. That was, that, I think that was a productive, as our most productive podcast, I think. Because we, I think, I think we spent five minutes answering the question. question. <laughs> and then the rest of it talking around it, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I think seeing as you, you were just about to sl- let the answer slip after about three minutes, I think mm. we've, d- we've done well to kind of stretch it out. Um, I don't think anyone would notice. Yeah. When you mentioned it as well, I kept quiet. I tried to let it slide. When you said gangster, I was having an orgasm, but yeah. <laughs> No, but you're right. It's it's yeah. It's primo. It's primo. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick a track and we're gonna go out to it. But thank you very much. That was great. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Hope you everyone at home or wherever you're listening, both of you. Um, hope you enjoyed it too. Uh, and we'll be back again with some more banal ramblings about I don't know. Hey, there's nothing put on about this. this color orange. Probably whoever listened to this better listen. <laughs> Yeah, but, yeah, but listen, we've run out now. That's it. We've we've solved all the problems. Yeah, we can't. There's nothing else to good, talk about. It's good while so. it lasted. <laughs> it was good. It's good. All right, dude. Nice one, dude. Nice. See you all soon.